Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hanford and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. They don't do it on Google Podcasts much longer. Amazon, that's where they do it as well. Uh, and YouTube. Um. <laughs> we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown. The show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh. AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Because, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight. And the go-home show, a stacked go-home show ahead of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, bring it over here. Bring it over here. Some context, right? Uh, we share the podcast studio with What Culture Gaming, mm-hmm. wherever you get your gaming podcasts from, if you're into that sort of thing. Now, of that team, Josh Brown was a little bit late this morning, bit of a snarfy with the Metro uh, transport system and the high winds we've experienced in the northeast of mm-hmm. England over the last few days. Now, this had a knock-on effect on the studio schedule. Uh-huh. We were uh, scheduled to come in here at about one o'clock, yeah, we are now recording it at half one. Now, uh, Hamflip, this is important context for yeah, yeah. our fair. excitement behind this show and the preview. Um, Hamflip tends to be an easygoing guy, mm. um, but it was relayed to us. Right, they've been um, delayed yeah. slightly, so they're in the studio later than they would be. They're kind of infringing on our time, but that's fine. <laughs> I just noticed out of the corner of my eye, Hamlet looking very perturbed. Yeah. He's, like, he's going, he's doing like the passive aggressive exhales, and mm. I'm thinking, he's not usually that kind of guy. There's two reasons for that. Then I had <laughs> I to can't say, hear myself breathe. Oh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> gone here. He's hurt himself. And then I was like, ah, oh, and I had this eureka moment. It's like, oh, little Hamlet wants to talk so much about CM Punk and Cody <laughs> Rhodes that he's worried. That on a preview for something that's going to happen in about eight hours, it's not going to have enough time to delve into Cody Rhodes and CM Punk going face-to-face. I just love the idea of his internal monologue, which I was, of course, interpreting um, of, well, first of all, you know, I get priced out of the flights. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can't even talk about it at length because Scott and Josh. Yeah. And now you've got me filibustering on purpose. Uh, well, that's all right. <laughs> like, if we hadn't about this podcast, I'd have just had... Anyway, uh, we've rescheduled everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's all great. I'd have, uh, yeah, for you, you're going to be scrambling to get home. <laughs> I'd have just had to, like, <laughs> rush home and, and think about it like I would have been doing anyway. So all I would have lost would have been the conversation. I cannot wait. I can't... And, like, let's not just pretend it's only one thing. Oh, no. On this, right? It's absolutely stiggity stacked. But 
the undisputed highlight from the moment it was announced last week. Cody Rhodes and CM Punk on a Fed graphic, the way it should have been all along, talking oh, about Jesus how one talked about changing it, how the other one actually did it. So go back in 2016 and read your articles and see if there's any kind of petition for Cody Rhodes to be number one guy. You have to go to 2020 to find any of that. But, like, the idea that this promo almost happened, and it's been doing the rounds on X in the form of that Cody Rhodes ladder promo, which we all remember plenty of, which Cody Rhodes got a catchphrase out of. But what is that catchphrase? What are you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that one. There was so much to that, uh, what we heard, and the subtext, that it's easy to forget loads of it. Cody, I remember us sitting him down to review that promo and like laughing at Cody. <laughs> Guys in the back tell me I, I shouldn't say this. Like I'm throwing a lot of money away, but what about CM Punk? And we're going, ah, they're right, but I'm sure this is a work and you're going to resign. And if anything, this is going to kickstart the feud. And it was a shoot and he was leaving and he was actually burning <laughs> the cash in front of our very eyes. And he just wanted to let people know that it was yeah. him. It yeah. was him. It was him. He wanted it said in case it was never going to get yeah. said. And now potentially tonight it gets said. But... What I think is most interesting about this is that from our point of view, and I do think this promo will attract maybe not like like the fervent excitement that I have, but it'll get like the hardcore wrestling fan to do the the Lenny lean in. They'll check this in the morning mm-hmm. on X. They'll go on YouTube, they'll find out what was said. They won't tune into Raw live with a bowl of cereal like I might. They'll just <laughs> check out Definitely They'll will. just check out tomorrow morning on YouTube, but they are interested. I think if they go in expecting this massive address of these two men and how they've like how so much of their actions have led us to where we are now and yet so, like the happenstance of all of it, they might be disappointed because it should and could predominantly be two men talking about wanting to win the Rumble. Mm. And that's pretty cool too. I like that as well. I've always said CM Punk returning was fascinating, but I personally was as fascinated to see him mix in with the fiction of all of it and just get back on with the act of being a pro wrestler, getting away from ultimately the stories that he created, just the, the cult of Phil yeah. Brooks. Uh, you have to do a bit of it. You can't ignore it. But I love the idea that these two, believably, in shoot and in the fiction of it all, want to win this match because of what this match represents. Not just main event in WrestleMania, but about the faith of the organization, the way that 10 plus years have passed and they're both chasing them. They, the best. They both have a story to finish. That's as much a catchphrase as it is reality. It's and they are captivating figures. Maybe the most captivating figures of this generation of pro wrestlers. I was perhaps rightfully laughed at last week when I compared it to the Rock and Hogan. Perhaps the Rock and Hogan Chicago face off. I thought I, you were talking about the flights and the fact that we were going to go to oh no, yeah, fly that, to New Orleans yeah. to get welcomed to Raw. That was that was. Just, I went to New Orleans and didn't even go to Raw. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was like you got Brian winning the belt, didn't you? Like Raw was only going to give you Kane. I know. I know. He was like, "I'll go now. I'll get out while I'm on top." Like, I just think that this again, like, I'm not comparing them as draws, and and yet, like, in the era of not many tangible draws, they kind of run them close in terms of figures with influence and with stories and with narrative and all this sort of stuff. There is absolutely a comparison. That moment of them facing off for the first time—it was a dream match that we thought was just lost. It wasn't, like, you, I remember saying with, like, devilish glee, only to be an arsehole, really. Imagine Triple H getting to promote this specific match and all the things that would need to happen, and yet, here we are. Mm. And he's getting both. He's double-dipping because he's basically selling you the potential of the confrontation at the Rumble while keeping the singles match in his back pocket and selling you a promo to promote all of that. Like, if you're into this version of the Fed as much as I am, and plenty of people are... This is this is it. 
this this confrontation is it more than the match because that will come down the line this is kind of what you've been excited about since Survivor Series it's absolutely massive Hamlet makes a great point there these are the two most interesting people in all of pro wrestling um, for the history of what one of them has accomplished in order to drive the industry forward to create the alternative, the fact that he'll set himself on fire to get over <laughs> the other one because he's this absolute irritant at times, this force of nature, mm. this epicenter of all that is interesting wherever he ends up. So it will feel huge. They will lean on that aspect of their characters to uh, make it feel like they are shooting Bobs at one another, even though it will be entirely scripted and approved. They are two pros when they want to be, at least Cody is. Um, <laughs> this will be magnetic. Even when you know deep down they are behaving, they might say something that indicates that they are in fact not. Um, it's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Did it, did it, did it, did it. Guess something that one of them will say. That's the name of the game. <laughs> I like the idea of Cody saying something like, when you came back, punk, uh, when I came back, I said I wanted to finish the story, pay tribute to my father. That was what all of this was about. When you came back, you lent in and you said, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. Punk, I proved that you can actually do both. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe that's your failing as a person. I was, and we know the friends he's talking about. Yeah. Obviously. And I was going to say something else. Um, I think, right, one of the big cliches in wrestling you hear from talent all the time, and Cody Rhodes has done this more than any other wrestler of my lifetime, is they say, the old heads, leave this place better than you found it, kid. Cody Rhodes. Look at what tw look at what wrestling was like in 2016 compared to now. Mm. Even though I'm of the opinion that we've kind of seen everything, um, and if you just look at the general state of things, at least in terms of AEW and elsewhere, certainly New Japan has enjoyed better days. Mm. AEW is probably doing just as good a job of telling you and not showing you that the feeling's back as quietly doing the important work to restore said feeling. Even though I would personally say we're kind of in a bit of a creative lull in wrestling at the moment. Certainly between 2016 and 2024, the amount of creativity we've got was off the charts. It felt like a true revolution. felt brilliant. Cody Rhodes when they inevitably, albeit briefly, touch on the whole one of us said we would change thing. Both of us said we would change wrestling for the better. Only one of us did. I think that Cody Rhodes... Only one of us went all in. Yes. or There might even be nice that kind of that, a reference. Yeah. The lines should be subtle, by the way, because when Punk cut that brilliant promo on SmackDown, literally listing WWE superstars you might want to see me face, the only time he generated crickets was when he was alluding to stuff that happened in AEW. Yeah. Mm. So you absolutely do it, but don't go hard with it. Like, little bits of wordplay yeah, like that are the, all you need. Don't do the Bischoff. What's the matter? I've got your scissors. Yeah. Look, I, said, I said, you, said, I said you got, you've got your scissors. <laughs> huh? But if the... There might have to be more broad than that, Hamflip. If they want to get a reaction, you make a good point. Yeah, well, and but this is what I mean, and that's why I love that it's the rumble. Like it's such a it's such an optics win 
for WWE that we can sit on podcasts, talk about this, and they will probably want to. And I think there'll be a section of the fan base that want loads of that. And then there'll be just as big a section, could be the, make up the majority of the people in the arena, that if there was a sign hanging up, they would want them to point at it. Yeah. Like, that that matters just as much because that's, you're putting over Dal Rumble. Yeah. It's it's the thing, you know, that's, that's such a win. So I think Cody Rhodes will say, we both set about changing wrestling and then they'll use wwe speak giving more opportunities to superstars will be their way of phrasing we created a company and we got lots of people paid outside of the monopoly which that's the books thing at the moment isn't it like they're, yeah they're saying it a lot to have it get said like 100 people got jobs yes you know that line but the, all i'm saying is the parlance will be we Created more opportunities for superstars will be WWE code, language, vernacular, euphemism, etc. For we made AEW happen, or I made AEW happen. And I think CM Punk will say, one, we both set about changing things for this reason. Mm. Only one of us did it. Um, and then CM Punk, I reckon, will lean heel in this exchange and say something like, oh, I wanted to change things. And I did for me. And I'm going to change. Your destiny for the worst when I win the Royal Rumble or something. But I think change will be the operative word. But they shouldn't dwell on it too much. No. At the end of the day, they are two massive stars in WWE who are trying to reach the very pinnacle of it in the storylines and indeed in reality. They'll be way more Rumble-focused. The question, the intrigue, is if any AEW references or allusions will die dead. I... <sighs> I do wonder, like, it's it's hard. Having seen Punk try it and it not go down that well in the WWE promos, I think you could, like, I could would trust these two to do it, but I don't really I have... Bret Hart. I, I, <laughs> I don't have the... I can't figure out the way they would get there. But CM Punk basically suggesting that, ah, oh, yeah, Cody, like, nice job, kid. Bit of a hair ruffler. There was a level to this game in AEW and I took it beyond and that's why I'll take... Your WrestleMania main event, thanks very much. Like, mm. built yourself a nice wrestling company there, but it certainly needed a top star, didn't it? And mm. I was that. And I you will might be have thought you had the elite mentality, but it was me, and I will be that again. It's hard to get to that, yeah. But you absolutely can tie you the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, I was going to the same thing. Like I, that's you know that like oh you thought that was your platform over there when clearly I made it mine as soon as I arrived. And look what history's repeating. Code man, and I'll you know I'll do that again this Sunday, this Saturday, whatever. I, I think he's going to pitch. Yeah, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, Cody, and I'm actually going to go on and win the main event of WrestleMania. Unlike you, yeah. unlike you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bitch in there. Oh my god, Ethan. Yeah. Well, I, I say that actually. This is sort of a nice segue into the opening of tonight's Raw because, of course, it starts with the world champion. Seth Rollins is going to be there to address his injury. Uh, reports saying a torn MCL and partially torn meniscus. No word on whether he's going to need surgery for this. I think he's hoping he won't and therefore can come back in time for WrestleMania. W what happens with the world title? Is the Rumble for the main event of WrestleMania or is the Rumble now potentially for the World Heavyweight Championship? I, you know, we don't wish injuries on anybody. I want this to be one of them wrestling cases where this is a best-case scenario rather than a worst one. I don't want Seth Rollins, the like a workhorse guy, to be missing WrestleMania. He's done that before. He's lived that nightmare Man. before and all that sort of stuff. I want it to be that strange way that wrestling works where it can be a best-case. There is now, but there was, wasn't going to be a world title match at the Rumble. Like That wasn't a criticism of Seth. 
There's two, there's two main titles. You can sit the Rumble undercard out. There was loads of intrigue around a potential match with Punk. So it wasn't like he was like nobody was talking about him in terms of WrestleMania. But there is intrigue around this belt. Mm. I think there's huge intrigue around this. It's wrestling. So could they be working the nature of the industry? I hope for Seth's the injury. I hope for Seth's sake mm. they are. But it only adds drama to Seth's road to WrestleMania with or without the title. You know, this is a, if it's just all a shoot and if it is a bit of an edge type, I am injured, I am hurt, I have to give up the belt. And then you have Drew Claymore, the bad knee, and you leave that there for a rainy day if Damien Priest cashes in, whatever. Great, that's some drama at an ideal time, throws everything up in the air when you've already got like a line of contenders that want to win the Rumble for either belt, for Roman or Seth's. My gut is telling me that Seth will go out there and say he intends to stay champion. They gave me the option of whether or not to surrender the title, and I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to keep on working through it. And the injury has been overstated for the fun of the work. Like, I hope that's the case for Seth mm. as well, but I, I feel like that's the way they're going to go, and you have basically an enormous target on that leg for anybody and everybody between now and WrestleMania. It's the story they tried and failed to tell with Triple H. Remember, was it for WrestleMania 33? And he just worked a boring 25-minute knee. Oh, God. Of course he did. Joe took him out and he injured. That was like a shoot injury, but he was good to go for the show. Something like that. I think... The whole harmless agreement and all that. Yeah. It adds actual heat and drama and tension to Seth and the belt and the road to WrestleMania. And I... Like, I think you can go a long way with that. It could be miles off. It could be a shoot injury. It could be really, really sad. It could be Seth out there in tears. He's got to give up the belt. He's got to give up potentially working mania. I don't think this is as bad as it sounds and looks, but I certainly think it's something worth selling. Yeah. Um, ACL is the bad the bad one from which there's just no recovery. Mm-hmm. MSCL, I don't know, my incredibly limited understanding of the sort of thing. It seems like the kind of thing he could potentially work through or at least do mania Mm. Very little in between, and then take the time off. Um, I don't know. It presents WWE with a political opportunity if, in fact, the news is bad and he simply cannot be cleared for WrestleMania and he would have to relinquish the title. If you're WWE and you've got The Rock, you could book the Rumble instead of being for the main event of WrestleMania for the world title. That gets Cody out of it. Quite neatly, conveniently, Punk can win it. Punk, if they are insistent, and I think they are, on telling the story of Punk is going to combust, he's going to explode. Which, it's the story to tell. It's the most believable one. It's the one with the most um, potential tension. It's the one they've been telling. And the good thing about CM Punk making so many enemies is that you could install, for example, Kevin Owens um, as the Punk match and just tell the story. Seth story again, but with Owens in his place. Mm-hmm. Tell a story about the T-shirt and Ring of Honor. A headline mania against Steve Austin. Yeah, How'd that work out for you, punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get the chance to headline <laughs> WrestleMania with uh, Stone Cold? <laughs> I did. First try. Well, it was in the seven years of his career, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I, why did no. you? Uh, why did you have to leave WWE? Did you get a boo boo on your elbow? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get boo boo on your asshole. <laughs> Well, on his ass cheek, but you know, it's the same thing. Shot yourself. <laughs> you shot yourself. Uh, CM Pump is more like it. <laughs> you shot yourself. Uh, well, we could easily tell the Ring of Honor story with a t-shirt, with mm. Kevin Steen, and then have Kevin Steen draw upon that very real, 
I don't want to say very real acrimony. He certainly experienced it in the past. It might have softened now. But did he... Uh, I can't remember who conducted the interview, but it was that brilliant um, response when it was like, is it like having CM Punk back? He's like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to have fun at work with people who want to be fun. And they, if They braved it, remember, as well. They put them on screen together, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was pretty yeah. electrifying when they did. And if Punk... Wants to come here and have fun. I'm all for it. What's it like having Randy back? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so much fun. Um, he's great because he's one of those people who is a locker room leader without actually having to say, I'm the locker room leader. The amount of people who have said that CM Punk outright says, I'm the locker room leader. And then Punk was it last week or the week before went, I've never said I'm the locker room leader. <laughs> it's like, you're a fantasist. Drew said it yeah. in, that, in that promo. That Punk he was like, oh, no, I never said that. It's like, oh my God, you, you're lying. You are. I know you're a wrestler, but you are an actual liar. Um, there's opportunity here, which is what always happens, sadly, if the worst is to reveal itself. But I, I mean, for reasons that you actually want to be into, good, well-worked fiction, punk and Rhodes, and quite frankly, there's fascinating intrigue surrounding Seth Rollins, then I, it's kind of must-see if you're a Fed guy. I can understand why this guy uh, <laughs> priced up his little flights on uh, Expedia. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Couldn't make it work. <laughs> why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, I was going to ask as well, in terms of uh, the world title, is there a scenario where... Seth either well, is, is in the process of relinquishing the title, but still technically it's around his waist, or he's saying, like you say, no, I'm going to, I've been given special dispensation for all, because I've worked so many bloody title matches, uh, the 30-day bollocks, whether they want to do it or not. Well, 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 Rowan, yeah, exactly, has been <laughs> flaunting that for quite some time. And he says, I've... Three I'll, years. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be fine by April or whatever. Is there a scenario in which Damien Priest runs down like, You've literally just spelled out to everyone what your massive injury is. I'm cashing in right now. And then Drew costs him and goes, not nice when someone ruins your title match, is it? Well. Because they've got a match as well. You were making a good point there because they have to be kind of careful with this because that character in what this is, a work of fiction, Damien Priest would kind of be an idiot 
Mm. If Seth Rollins is basically pointing a yellow arrow at his knee <laughs> and saying, this is injured really badly, Priest should there and then come out, have the Judgment Day, who are, I mean, have... Sorry, have uh, Finn Balor well, uh, and Tom and Nick Mysterio and, and Jenny McDonough, Rhea Ripley, Ripley, and together. We're in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah. And perforated eardrum. Only get one side. I've actually already thought of a scenario in which this makes perfect sense in this class because I think about this. All week, pretty much. Do you? Um, I don't think about it at all. <laughs> I'm like that Don Draper in <laughs> Mad Men. The elevator goes, I feel sorry for you. I don't think about you at all. That's me in the fair. The uh, the Judgment Day do accompany Damien Priest out, and he's about to cash in something like that. Drew, I had Drew interrupting it. It's either before or after their match, because it can all break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, without the title drama, I thought, that's going to be the main event. That's going to lead to everybody running out. And it's like, and then somebody's going to get thrown over the top rope, and the commentator, helpfully, is going to remind you that if that happens on Saturday... If both feet touch the floor. That's right. But Thank you. Drew I was unaware of that. Drew's going to do his thing again, where he keeps arriving just in time to hit a claim or knocking Priest out of contention. But he's going to hit our truth Oh. oh my god. And with priests to be brought up. And with priests theoretically there and able to cash in, Seth is able to escape or whatever, while priest instead is like not tending to our truth, but like, oh Ron, mate. And then all the other children are like, Come on, this would have been a chance. Oh yeah, yeah, oh my chance has passed. And it's like, hang on, does he desire the title or does he desire friendship? Oh, the biggest question in wrestling. That story in t- yet. <laughs> That's right. The biggest question in wrestling in 2024. Friendship is the belt, in fact. <laughs> Continues to draw. I like uh, Will Bourne's better. That's fine. Drew doing the. Oh, see how you like it. <laughs> does, <laughs> does, is it one of them ones where, like, Priest it's keeps betch. the case or it's actually lost? He's lost his shot. No, no, no. Just no, no. You, I, I'd right. keep the brief. Motions to cash. That's okay. That's right. Or he. I mean, even that would make Drew look like an idiot, but. There'd be a little bit of latitude, even yeah. from a cynic like me, because you kind of have to, you know, have to do anything. But you know what I mean? Take yeah. it on my watch. I'm going to go in there, man. I'm born, then I'm going to take it off, Seth, so I don't care. Stop what you're doing, etc., etc., etc. EDL, damn me. Worst case scenario is, uh, you know, some people were booking like, guys, uh, remember when Finn Balor gave Damien Priest the uh, branded Judgment Day briefcase? What if he's got the real contract? Red. And then they're like, oh, well, Damien Priest runs down with a Judgment Day uh, briefcase. And they go, do you want to cash this in? This physical embodiment of a title shot, which does not require any signatures or contract. Let's just open the case to make sure we've got the contract in there. Oh, wait a second. It's just got Live, Laugh, Love posters with our truth on it. Oh, no. Don't do any of that bollocks. No. Listen to Reddit. (laughs) Which is what it was probably on. Damien Priest comes down, tries to cash in, and effectively Drew McIntyre says, No! Is that just Scotland, Scotland voice now? Hmm? I thought, that, I thought Scot- that was a specific NXT wrestler well, that said that. Tune in tomorrow to uh, find out more, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of our truth, his best mate from Awesome Truth yep. is in action tonight. Handicap match. Miz versus Tom and Nick Mysterio. Um, how do you see this one going? I think it's going to be absolutely the pits. I mean, I don't think it'll be that good. <laughs> I think it'll be that great. Uh, no, it's going to be rubbish. I don't think I'm going to like this match. I think I'm going to love it. <laughs> like, the test. Oh, this will be you two tomorrow. I know it will. Hey, man. No skips for the five-star review review, sadly. Why not? 
Because it's going to be a goated show with no need. No, that, <laughs> would be, that would be a skip. You, f- JD McDonough, <laughs> JD McDonough, and Dom and Nick in that handicap against DIY mm-hmm. last week got DIY the best reactions on. It's not about moves. It's it's the Fed. It's not about moves. <laughs> like it's about noise. And I think you can press the button to make it. DIY will get. Yeah, you get, get both. The Fed have it all. Like they're you know, raw SmackDown, real cheers, fake cheers. Fake cheers. Like it's both. The it's really fake. The DIY yeah, noise last fake. week. The DIY noise last week was real. Yes. For a change. I was tepid, but it was real. And uh the Miz I think has like a magic power of getting over as a baby face and Dominic Mysterio is a good heel. Yeah. Like I this will be mechanically say? bad. Yeah. Who cares? Like it's not a wrestling podcast, is it? This is I a sports care. entertainment one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't care. put this on a dynamite or a collision. Friggin' mm. hell. Laughed out the building. Like, but it's this is raw, baby. This is the place for this. I know you're doing a bit. No, only slightly. But genuinely, this could be, like, almost too bad for its own good, you know? Do you there, there's, there's WWE crowd. Like, I still think they have it in them. If they see something that's just pure slop, like, totally see-through slop, they'll just go, ah, oh, nah, 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 nah. Go check out merch. Or just, like, don't react if, like, moves are getting blown. Oh, yeah. I don't think anything's... It's too basic to to blow, yeah. I think. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but You see, like, remember that mismatch against Cody Rhodes? But there's levels to even that now. Like, yeah, NXT, NXT where the messes get made. Like, Did you see the Miz against hey. Cody Rhodes last year? Uh, uh, a couple of years. Dominic Mysterio versus Trick Williams at NXT, that finish. Like, this, exactly. is, uh, this, has got, this could go awry. This know. could go awry. I think it'll be And like, if it doesn't, I'm still not wrong. Because I've just dis- I've just revealed examples where their work, the Miz, inexcusable considering how yes. long he's been in the game. Some of his stuff goes awry. He's got the worst finish in modern wrestling. All I'm saying is that I agree with your point of it will be loud in their stars and they play roles to which the WWE universe <laughs> usually reacts. This could go awry and literally be too shit for its own good. It could. Anything could. I just, I think... Not be. anything could. I'm saying specifically... I know. A match pairing these two useless tosses against each other could... It's got more potential to go awry than most things. I'm just saying, just measure yeah, your expectations. Aye. Oh, they're, aye, they're rock bottom. Like, from an in-ring point of view. But I just think it's... We should too, have some credibility on this they're too. They're just, they're too basic, I think, for this to go horribly wrong. On it, like, they're just... And I like them for Tony it. Tony Nese is basic. These are pitifully on a mechanic. These are pitifully mechanics. I don't know. Like Tony Nese is basic, of that I agree. But there's almost like tears to how basic you can be. Tony Nese would attempt something better than these two would, and that's where that could go a bit awry. I don't think these two. Like Miz I is not. It's just gonna be a fun match. This. Yeah. It's gonna be. Miz is yeah, gonna suck. Miz Stop is gonna saying. feel the need to do like that. You know when he like he does his few rope moves because he's in there with yeah. a champ or a Gargano that can. Like a ricochet bumping all over the place for him. I'm yeah, saying, just, I, a gable or a Gunther or whatever like I that. I don't necessarily think that there is much debate to be had around the fact that a match between The Miz and Dominic Mysterio could be awful. I don't think it needs to be debated. I think that it could be awful. I think you're right. Let's just park it. But I'm excited for it. I'm having the last word. (laughs) I think um, there's going to be some Judgment Day shenanigans, obviously, around this. We can only hope. Uh, Obviously, uh, Damian Priest is either reacting to the failed cash-in or getting ready for the main event or whatever, unless Punk can... Probably be the main event. It's going to make people stick around for it, I suppose. Um, I think it's true in Damien. Mm. Rumble, run-ins and all that. Like, just... This is what Saturday is going to look like. Mm. Um, but whatever. 
So they're taken care of. Finn's helping Damien prepare. Rhea's off getting ready for uh, a thing, crossing her fingers for Becky Lynch to win the Rumble or whatever. Uh, JD's obviously there at ringside with Tom and Nick. And um, yeah, I think this is going to be the the archetypal. Why is the the Tron suddenly showing the Judgment Day's clubhouse? Wait a second, what's our truth doing in there? And he's, I don't know, eating Dominic's chicken tenders or whatever and distracting him and Miz gets the win. I like that. <laughs> I have no investment in the result. The Schadenfreude will keep me on yeah. the edge of my seat here. I, I, I'm not saying it will be bad, I'm saying it has the potential to be bad. It's not going to be good, put it that way. Might be loud. Yeah. Jay which is which is good, by definition. Yes. Jay, you says in Nicolette from the Rumble tonight, right? Because I was going to say, is there going to be Imperium, New Day stuff? But Gunther's already in the Rumble. Yeah. I like the idea of Gunther as well, by the way, interrupting Rhodes and Punk and being like, what do you think? Why do you think you two are going to want to? It's between you two. I I made this point on the SmackDown review today. There's been nowhere near enough. um, Like the declaring. Does Punk get physical in an angle tonight? Or do you save everything? Maybe. Do you tease the idea of. Yeah. Maybe a GTS or something, or do you just save it? I don't know. If it was me, I'd save it because I think you can. But so it's only a week now. Well, uh-huh. it's in just under nine days. Yeah, correct. But maybe like there's a little bit of pushing and shoving, you know, and that and that's enough. And that gives it, like somebody, you know, when somebody rolls off the shoulders from a GTS and like a, a Tom or a Nick rolls off to the floor, and it's like yeah, ne- yeah. nearly, nearly, and you'll get that on Sunday. Yeah, on the SmackDown review, I made the point that like on SmackDown, they're not declaring for the Rumble in the way that I would like because on Raw it's been quite an effective way of highlighting that there's a bunch of guys you want to see in it. There's a bunch of potential winners and all the different things. And Shinsuke. Done on this podcast in fantasy booking. Santos Escobar should have declared to get you potentially excited for like Ray making his return. Jimmy and or Solo definitely should have declared because I feel like for the longest time you were getting told on the slide to get hype for Jimmy and Jay encountering each other for the Rumble for the first time. Neither of them are officially in it as of yet. And I'll only buy someone winning if they declare at this point. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, that's like... Only um, buy two of them winning at this point. But you should... Yeah, the pretense should exist. Every wrestler should want the spot. And Jay should certainly be in it. Uh, maybe this, maybe with the Jimmy and Solo, they're kind of waiting for the result of the Roman Reigns match. And he now says, right, great. I've done my bit. I've retained the title. Now, one of you go in there, mm. win it so that you can get the other one, bloodline strong, whatever. But I, if you're Jey Uso, I, I, even though I like the, the way... That I think he'll do it tonight. I think he'll say to Gunther, I'll see you in the Rumble. Yeah, and I like that it's gone in that direction of it's like, oh, it's going to be him and Gunther for a bit, and it's going to be potentially this New Day Jey Uso versus Imperium thing. Again, I like that. I do sort of wish he'd stated his intentions to win the Rumble, go to WrestleMania, do it without anything to do with Roman, and then it does heat up if Jimmy is the one there or Solo's the one there. Mm. Rob him of the spot. You know, we talk about the Rumblers having all these storyline opportunities. This is a big one. I still think you'll get a reaction on the night, but I think they could have done more to tell the story that the brothers are finally going to encounter. Because there was that one week where they won the belts Uh. and they went off to SmackDown and you had it and it was gripping. And then they've been patient and they have left it alone. Hogan and Sid spot. For uh, Jimmy and Jay, Solo's in the Rumble, but Jimmy's out there cheering him on. Yeah, and he grabs Jay's arm, and it's surprisingly not a babyface move. To yeah, <laughs> not in the Rumble anymore, and drag someone out. Of they it. should absolutely screw him out the spot. That should be the bloodline successful bit before a proper babyface gets rid of them. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be because we already saw developments with this with like oh Xavier Woods, he's with Ludwig Kaiser, and blah blah blah. Maybe Kaiser's in the Rumble as well, um, and yeah. Uh, maybe Gunther bumps into Xavier Woods backstage, like, see in the Rumble. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to 
kick your ass, Gundy prick. You and what army? This guy, Jay Uso. Yeet. <laughs> Love it. Again. Uh, final couple of matches to look forward to on tonight's show, all involving the Alpha Academy. Um, or Alpha Academy and Associates, I should say. Uh, Chad Gable versus Ivar. It's been a long time. It's been November was the last time we saw Chad Gable in action. I don't know if he's been carrying an injury or what, or they've just been keeping this on the back burner to reheat you for the Gunther match. But yeah, him versus Ivar. We love Ivar on this podcast. Of we course. do. There's a pretty awesome deadlift German spot incoming here. Uh, they've got great chemistry. They were in one of my top 10 matches of the year last year, the Viking rules. Um, so we know they've got great chemistry. This will be really fun. Um, maybe it's just a way to reheat Gable because, mm. again, I don't know if it's just us manifesting it or if they've deliberately cooled, knowing they can pick it back up, this Gunther Chad Gable thing. What was the story? Because I think these kids in the audience made a lot of people think, oh, they're doing the switch then. Mm. Yeah. They just happened to be in town and they broke their hearts. Or they flew them in to make the moment. Yeah. Matamore, you know, Gunther is not afraid to make your kids cry to retain, yeah. isn't like that's and I think the matches were of such a quality and the way they built to Gable finally getting a shot gave everybody the hope that he'll be yeah. the guy to eventually stop him. It's you know, it's a rumble elimination. I'll continue to manifest it. I, mm. I have kind of come around your line of thinking that we were at pre Christmas where we're just done. Is there something like this? Yeah. But I'd love I think we're done, but I'm going to manifest it regardless. It's, like, it's a such a great match to get back to. If you to, do Gunther it? versus Chad Gable at WrestleMania, the implication is they're not doing it without doing the switch. Mm. Otherwise, they would just do it on TV. Otherwise, they just wouldn't do it at all. Do you see that graphic? You go into it with the expectation of Gable winning, and you have that percent of doubt, but all oh, the belief, that belief-doubt ratio would be in perfect equilibrium were Gable to wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania. And with that crowd expectation set, is there a better chance of like a classic match at WrestleMania? Probably not. Well, Maybe in its history. The the perfect kind of it's classic just, You as just well, know like. you're going to get something just mm, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I would book that if I was him, allowing Gunther to... It's not even failing upwards. You couldn't even use the word fail mm. in any context about anything they've done with Gunther or anything he's done himself. Mm. That's how fabulous the relationship's been somehow. He completes the restoration of the Intercontinental title by doing what other ex-Intercontinental champions did, which was move upwards. Move upwards, yeah. like That's exactly like he has restored every version of the belt, including what happens when you lose it. Like Not some sludge either. It's becoming like rarefied air mm. to be a WWE champion. Mm. Yeah. Um, world or otherwise, or the good one. The important <laughs> one. And that's <laughs> how it used to feel. It's not like you could just go back and down and all around. Yeah. Yeah. When like our Jericho's going for the Intercontinental, well, he was world. Mm. So what we're doing here, realistically, yeah. it's yeah. broken. People are in these entities for far too long. People should jump more often. It feels like proper mm. if Gunther goes into that bracket now. And the thing is, with some, some of the size of Ivar, if he's in the rumble, how on earth are you going to get him over the top rope? <laughs> I don't know, Bobby. Waiting with... Oh, I don't even want to do the facetious <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's, that's your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on, I've never been facetious. Join us on, uh, on Saturday night for the live stream for that. I can't wait. And if you're uh, excited to hear more from us, why not get tickets to our live show nice. that goes down over WrestleMania weekend, whatculture.com forward slash tickets, VIP already sold out. So don't mess about. Go there right now. Uh, we are doing a live show, first live show in America for five years uh, on the Sunday of <laughs> night two of WrestleMania. Like we're tool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's the kind of banter you'll get on stage. That's it. <laughs> Underground arts. We're not playing lateralis. In Philly. Uh, can Phil play an instrument? He can take a bump. He can probably play a guitar or something. Who? Phil. 
Phil. I, I think he used to play bass. Miller as well. Yeah. Miller, Miller plays guitar. Phil used to play bass. I'm certain of it. Right, there we go. A tool cover. Goes down on the Sunday of WrestleMania at Nudes. Plenty of time if you go into night two of WrestleMania uh, to head over there. Mm. He used to play guitar, didn't he? Did he? I think he used to play. Yeah, I think he might be right there. That's promise that they have to play instruments. Yes, <laughs> they'll all love that. Uh, whatculture.com forward slash tickets for that. Uh, finally, Ivy Nile versus Valhalla. Um, obviously, Ivy Nile swearing revenge for Ivar murdering Akira Dazawa after he stunned uh, Ivar with a Shock pin last week. Uh, there are like there are lots of ways to finish stories. It's not just Cody main event in WrestleMania. It's Ivy Nile, the baby face, getting revenge against Valhalla the heel. It's not more and not less, but it's a um, like Triple H bare minimum women's story on television. This that's that's all this mm. is like the for all that like the first match went incredibly well in the tag setting. Maxine Dupree's thing against Rhea Ripley was a total disaster. Mm-hmm. So putting the Creeds and the Alphas together allowed Ivy Nile to be the representative in the division instead. Valhalla gets beat. I've enjoyed Ivy Nile on Raw so far. Like I'd like a little bit more out the Creeds, if I'm honest. I know you mentioned about Julius working... Oh, the Tony's, haven't they? A touch. A touch, yeah. Like Working main event. Like Julius working main event singles matches is both good and bad, isn't it? Because nobody watches main event, but it's obviously this show of faith. Like, let's take a look at you in singles, kid. Yeah. Like, what have you got? Because we know you've got loads. Oh, been elevation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they, 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 could, all day with it. they could both be good in the Rumble, actually. The Creed's, put the the Creed's you declare for the Rumble. They, what they offer to a Royal Rumble, like individually and together, could be great. Very good field thinners. Yes. He's 90s Mark Paulance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Ivy Nile to win. Yeah. Who do you, I forgot to ask who who wins out of Priest and McIntyre for you two. Mm, Schmoz. Rumble, Saturday. Uh, yeah. I don't think we get finished. Schmoz, Rumble, Saturday. Fair enough. So. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight. And Nick. Uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the SmackDown review is available right now. Me and Sidgwick will be back later on today to review AEW Collision and we'll all be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw. But for now, it's been the Raw preview, my Raw. thanks. My thanks to the, the Dadly Boys. I'm also a Dadly Boy. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us. We'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 